Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Hi, it's Rob, and I'm here with Jay Dillon. Hi, everybody. So Jay has a, a great podcast. The name of your podcast is Jay? Business Mentor Podcast. Love it. Uh, and so what we're doing uh, this afternoon, or whenever you're watching and listening, is Jay's going to interview me for a second time for his podcast. Am I your only guest you died for, for a second time? Um, I've had Luca. Oh, of course, because he's, uh, he's your star student. Um, he's the one that's got a million uh, Instagram followers. Yeah, yeah, he's done great. Uh, so yeah, so thanks for tuning in live. Uh, wherever you are, whether you're live on Disruptive Entrepreneur, live on my page, or you're listening to Jay's podcast, I'm going to hand over to Jay now. Jay um, thought it'd be good to in- interview me with some slightly different questions, not my usual yeah. story kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's it. Get your, unlock your phone. Do you want to unlock your phone? Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is where um, now I've got... It's, a, right. it's not like we're live or anything. Now though. I've got a videographer. They do everything. And now uh, this is what I love about live. Right, it's, great. He's got my code there. Yeah. It's all good. All right, so... Um, Jay, I'm all yours. Um, yes. We've, we've built this as the most intimate interview with me ever. So, um, We're touching yeah, knees yeah, here. No, no pressure Bob's, on you. Uh, right, careful there. Yeah. So look, you know, thanks for having me on for the second time. You know, I'm sure I'm the only second time or <laughs> seven more times. Have I been here twice? Anyone else been on twice on your podcast? Um, yeah, there's quite a few people been on my podcast twice. Okay. Sorry, mate. Good to yeah, third yeah. time there. Um, Jake Wood's going to been twice. Kevin Clifton's going to be three times, but yeah, in the elite. I'm getting there. I'm in getting the there. I'm getting yeah. there. So look, I thought rather than you know doing a story because we had that on the first podcast, I've just got some questions from the community, um, some interesting questions, and uh, let's see what you call it, Rob. All right, fine. So I'm going to go with. I'm going to go straight into it. What was your biggest regret? Um, I don't really regret anything I've done specifically but there's two things i would say generally that i regret okay one is it took me until i was 25 26 years old to really buck my ideas up and get properly passionate about being an entrepreneur okay and i had chances from when i was a teenager that my dad gave me but it was life was always a bit comfortable and dad always looked after me and mum did and i guess i didn't have enough pressure or desperation Uh, and so i wasted a few years from 18 to 25 being lost getting drunk, working for my parents in their pub instead of taking some risks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so people say to me, oh, well, Rob, look, that's part of your life. But I actually, if I could have those seven years back, I'd do better things with those seven years. So that's one. And then the next thing, Mandy's phoning, mate. Um, <laughs> that's my wife. Yeah, the next thing. She's saying, unlock your phone. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll carry on. I'll freestyle this. The, um, the next thing is um, if I've ever really hurt anyone, um, I know that we... Physically? We, uh, no, I haven't actually physically hurt anybody. I'm too weedy for that. Yeah. You know, like, look, we all have sort of uh, challenges. Yeah, yeah. We have um, fallout. So that's all part of business. Yeah. Um, I've had partnerships that have broken up. I'm sure there are a few people out there that kind of don't think I'm the best guy in the world. But I do my best to keep my good reputation. I do my best to treat people well. I do my best if I fall out with people to make, make amends later. Yeah. And I try not to hurt people. I'm not perfect, but um, but so if I ever do anything wrong by people, that that, that doesn't feel good to me. Um, so they're my two general regrets, which I try and avoid. A lot of people regret things they've done. Um, in the last 13 years, I don't regret anything because I've learned from it. I think there's been a gift or a blessing in it, and I don't look back. I look forward. 
Yeah, I think that's interesting. But yeah, you're right. I think lessons, aren't they? Yeah. If you if you don't have like lessons in life, how are you gonna get bigger? Yeah. Uh, but I think regrets is something where, you know, as you get older, obviously we're are we forty. Are you 40? Yeah, I'm forty. Yeah. yeah. So we're in the same month, by the way, aren't we? All right, January. January. Yeah. Are you messaged me? You forgot already? No. <laughs> yeah, but I think you know. My you're PA right. just reminds me. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Mate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think it's a great answer. So. Apart from your, we're going to go up and down these questions. Apart from your world record, yeah, and um, two world records, two world records, sorry, and all your one of them twice makes three world records. Three world yeah. records. Okay. Do your research. Cool. <laughs> any more? Any more? No. Okay. I was I was looking at the main world record. Apart from them, and obviously your best-selling books, many of them. Yeah. I mean, what has been your biggest achievement? My biggest achievement is undoubtedly um, my son, and. Um, you know, he's had eight hole-in-ones. He played in the World Championships when he was the youngest entrant. Um, and I know it's him playing the golf, but I know what I've done to help him. Yeah, yeah. That is undoubtedly my biggest achievement because it's hard and it's not something that I'm in control of. And he's only a little guy and he's done so much. So I see that as my biggest achievement by a mile. I mean, I'm proud of the company that we've built. Yeah. I, I think the people I have met in my life is a great achievement of mine. Yeah. Um, you know, like we've become good friends. Yeah. We, you know, we work together yeah. in, in business, but, you know, we, we spend time and have, have fun together. And um, to me, that's really important. And all the great people I meet on the podcast. Uh, and um, for me, people is what business is about. People say don't mix business and pleasure, but actually uh, my business is the most fun thing I get to do. And the people I meet are the coolest people. So the biggest return for you is when someone's done something and reached out to you and had the successes. I mean, that's probably one of your biggest achievements, just getting the messages to yeah. because I get them. And that sometimes is worth more than anything else. Of course. It? The success of others is really the measure of your own success, isn't it? Yeah. Because, yeah, you can go out and achieve the things that you want to. And I don't want to sit here and reel off a CV. Um, but helping your students achieve results. You know, we have a, um, a studio, a podcast studio, a podcast agency. We're in it now. And... Um, the amount of people that have launched their podcasts and the amount of people that have bought property deals. Um, yeah, that's my, they, they are my greatest achievements. There's one here, Camilla, who said at least do some touching. So she wants us to do some touching. Camilla, is that, um, is that what you tuned in for? Yeah, Yeah, but you know, she's done great. She's yeah, done she loads is. of deals. Um, so, you know, Natalie's got a confidence course. Yeah. You know, she's doing really well at the moment. Um, all the people who are my supporters that are watching now um, and many of them I spent this weekend with. Yeah, they're my greatest achievements. Yeah, and one thing I like about you, Rob, obviously I've said this time and time again, is you actually do it first. Mm. I'm the same, you know, I teach business because I've actually run a business for yeah. 10 years, built it, sold it, and now I can help others. You do the same. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a great thing that you've done. So when you talk about, I mean, it's interesting because you mentioned your son, and I've got two children now. I mean, looking back on all the stuff you did, what if your daughter hears that? Would she be <laughs> upset by that? Because now I'm getting the balance where my little daughter's saying, Oh, Dad, you're not mentioning me. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. get my older, older daughter because she's on the news and stuff. Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. It's a good point because, you know, I'm equally proud of my daughter and she's got talents and skills in different ways to Bobby, but I haven't invested the same time in her. Yeah. But she's four now and now's the time for me to invest the same time in her. I mean, obviously, you know, like parenting is it's a team. Yeah. And it's not like you both do everything with both kids often because how good Bobby got his golf quick and Ariana was too young, I had to take Bobby on my own and yeah. Gemma would be with Ariana. Now Bobby's eight and he's got a golf coach and he can go out with other people. Now it's my time 
to spend time with Ariana, finding out what, what her skills and talents yeah. are. Yeah. Um, she's a right little sort of drama actress. She pulls the greatest faces. We've got her into drama class, so I've been taking her to some of those things. And yeah, you know, like I, I will definitely invest the same time into her. Just It's just not the same all the time, you know, because they're different ages, doing different things. Sometimes I'm all busy doing business. But if she was watching, she would just troll me probably on my video. She usually does. <laughs> remember, Jay brought this up. Yeah. So he shout me out. But yeah, no, I've got two children. You have challenges because the first one you're always pushing, second one comes along and you like you know the little tricks and hacks. And yeah, stuff. that's a good point actually. I, I with Ariana, I'm not going to raise her in the same way I raise Bobby because I think you, you know you. Some people might argue you'd raise your kids in the same way, but boy different to girl, older different to younger, younger impacted by older, um, younger usually more independent because they have to get street smart quickly because the older one is messing them around. Yeah. And it's different. And with with Bobby, I pushed him quite a lot at the start and it doesn't really work to push him. With Ariana, she'll pretty much do what me, myself and my wife tell her. So she's a bit more compliant. Yeah. Um, but he's more shy and she's more confident. So I can put Ariana, I know, in more uncomfortable situations and I can tell her what to do. With Bobby, I can't put him in quite as uncomfortable situations. And I've got to not tell him, I've got to show him. So they're di- yeah. handling them is different. And it's taken me a while to learn that, mate. You know, I was... I was probably just a bit blinkered about how I wanted to raise kids based on what I'd learned before I had kids. But, you know, everyone says you don't really know what you're doing until you have kids. And I think you can learn and I think you can have a plan. But it's also true that when you have kids, you don't really know what they're going to be like until you've got them. Yeah. And they do so the kids, they learn by watching rather than telling them what to do. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I have the chance with my my, my oldest daughter now. She's eight. Um, She just wants to go with me on these podcast interviews. She thinks my job's dead easy. Yeah. But obviously with entrepreneurship, it's all the challenges you have around it. That's, I can't channel down to it just yet. Yeah. I mean, does Bobby look at entrepreneurship as something where he wants to go or you're not sure, you're not seeing anything at the moment? Um, he's become more interested in the last year. He was... You see I your mean, bank balance, haven't you? Yeah, it? maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was always interested in money and um, he was always interested in, yeah, just money. <laughs> Numbers and money. Um, That's a and, good start. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but now he asks about my books and talks. Um, so he's shown a bit more of an interest. I try and get him involved a little bit, take him to some of the talks and things like that. So yeah, he showed a slight interest, but I mean, look, golf is the thing that we're sort of working on the most. Although he's a really good football goalkeeper at the moment, so. But he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to play in a team. So he just wants to play with me in the garden because he is damn good. Goalkeeper or? Goalkeeper, yeah, brilliant. Um, But the thing is, he don't want to play in a team because he's shy. So he just wants to do it for fun. Um, Yeah, anyway. It's interesting to me, because my daughter, I want to get into tennis, right? So when I took her to um, this club, Took every Saturday morning, it was raining, bought the rackets, you know, the gear, yeah. and then she had no interest in it. Yeah. So I just cancelled it, and now all of a sudden she's in the garden, she's playing tennis, Daddy, I want tennis lessons. Yeah. I'm like, okay, prove to me now. Yeah. But now she's doing it without me, which is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. So kids are just their own or independent people, aren't they? Yeah. So cool. So, okay, so that's a great, great thing about family. I mean, what do you think about books? There's loads of books on business. Obviously, you've written, I've gone up the camera, you've written loads. What do you think about parenting? I mean, is there any like, I mean, is there a book for entrepreneurship around parenting? And Because, you know, sometimes I find when you're really stressed in business and stuff, you come home, sometimes you've got to really channel your energy away from children. I mean, is, do you think there should be a book? Or are you thinking of doing a book? I've not read a book on entrepreneurship for kids, I think. Depends on their age. I mean, the parents. I mean, actually, for yourself. 
So like for entrepreneurs and like oh, parenting for entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. I.e., parenting for crazy fucked up individuals like yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I've, yeah. I've not, I've not seen that. Right. So I think about this a lot, and people ask me a lot about writing books for kids and yeah. um, you know trying to teach them all the entrepreneur skills and investing and money and stuff. The problem is if your kids are four, eight, 12, 16, or eighteen, the lessons are different. Yeah. So it's like you've got to write a book for every sort of stage in their life. Yeah. Um, so that's why. I've got a few ideas, but I want to keep them to myself um, just because they may be a long time coming and I may not do them. But if I do, it'll be clear. But for me, it's not a book. It's a series of books. Yeah, because different ages. Um, Yeah, I definitely think that someone who works for themselves and doesn't have a lot of time at home, there's things that we can learn. Um, But then you could be in a job where you leave at six in the morning and come back at six or seven at night. It's no different, is it? In fact, that could be worse. I mean... I'm an entrepreneur, but I actually spend way more time with my kids than someone who has a full-time yeah. job. I yeah. spend loads of I mean, I never really talk about it, so I think sometimes people judge me like I'm just always, all I talk about is business. That's because that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. I'm not so comfortable talking about my kids, but like, I spend loads of time with my kids yeah. compared to most people who have a job, and that's the great gift of running your own business. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting, yeah, because I'm the same. Kids, it's a different challenge, but you don't switch off. You know, even though you spend time with your kids, you're still doing things and leveraging things. You've got teams here. So it doesn't mean you're not working. It just means you're using your time in a different kind of way. Cool. So on the podcast, because we're both podcasters, obviously Rob's well, been going a bit longer than me now. So best guest and then the worst guest. Okay, so the worst guest I can answer, and I'm not going to say her name because it's not fair, um, but the worst guest was the only one we never published. And she was a comedy coach who was yeah. not funny and uh, wouldn't answer really any questions. And um, every time I asked her a question, she's like, well, you can't really do that, but you've got to buy my course for that. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, I, t- I told her in the early days how I'd watch a lot of comedians and try and learn from them, pick up some tips. And maybe some of their jokes I would sort of reword and, and, and refit into my talk. And she's like, no, you can't do that, that's theft. And I was like, but it does, don't all comedians borrow each other's jokes? Don't comedians watch other comedians? No, you never borrow a joke, it's theft. And I'm like, what? And she, yeah, yeah. And, and she was the worst one by a long way, but I didn't publish it um, because of that, because like, it's my art and, and I yeah. didn't think it was right to publish that. And that one just didn't work. Um, the best guest, I'm asked this a lot, and I don't always go for guests that are my favourite. I challenge myself with my guests. So one, sometimes I want people you don't, haven't heard about. So um, no one's bothered really. Um, about someone who makes the most expensive power amplifiers in the world. But I am, because I love hi-fi. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really loved um, you, you, the guest for um, the relentless power amps. They're like $200,000 each. Um, but no one cares about that, unless, unless you're into hi-fi. But I interviewed him. No, no one, unless you're a Liverpool fan from the 90s, is, cares about John Barnes. But I do, because it's, you know, no, one, no one, unless you love Audemars Piguet watches, cares about Francois Benoît, the CEO, yeah. but I do. Yeah. But then um, quite a lot of people love the David Goggins interview. That's amazing. Or Sir Jackie Stewart, you know, the Formula yeah. One racing driver. So you've got popular people, then you've got controversial people. So David Icke, yeah. um, we're just, we were actually going to go tomorrow to interview Katie Price, but that, the time's been moved, but we're, um, we're rebooking that. We've okay. got Katie Hopkins booked, who's very controversial. Yeah, yeah, she is. And so like, are these the two people in the world I want to interview the most? No. I want to interview Damien Hurst, Vivian Westwood, Ronnie O'Sullivan, 
um, Richard Meal, they're, you know, um, Tracy Emin. Th th these are people I want. I want to interview Alexander McQueen, but unfortunately he's passed yeah. away. Yeah. So for me, I try and have a holistic view when it comes to guests. One, are they controversial? I think that controversial guests are good. John McAfee was a huge controversial guest. Yeah. Two, will a new demographic of people like them? So I interviewed Rosemary Connolly. Huge name, but like not really known by anyone that's young. But I wanted to have a guest for an older demographic so I could mm. reach more people. Um, is it someone that everyone keeps asking me for? So Ollie Ollerton, everyone just kept asking me for him. Who else? Oh, um, it, Barry Hearn. Everyone kept asking me for Barry Hearn. Yeah. So sometimes I'll do guests that people ask me for. Yeah. Other times I'll do guests that my, um, I've got a general legend, I call him, but he's, he's a, he, he works for me full time. I see him as a partner, but some people would see it as like a VA role. And sometimes he feeds me guests. He's like, you've got to interview Dorian Yates. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure. Well, you've got to now because I've actually booked him for you. Yeah. Um, and like Dorian Yates, I'm not into bodybuilding. Yeah. But actually, he was a great guest. Yeah, Jake yeah. Wood. He got Jake Wood for me. And I was like, mm, I don't watch EastEnders. I'm not sure. He's like, yeah. mate, yeah. Jake's great. I've been talking to him. You've got to interview him. I interviewed him and he was great. Yeah. So I, I know that was a long-winded answer. But I, I try and have a multi-dimensional thought process when it comes to my guests and challenge myself. And sometimes interview guests... Like, I'm quite nervous about interviewing someone like Katie Hopkins, where I'm probably going to have to be a little bit more of a hard interviewer. Mm -hmm. And it's someone that I'm not necessarily going there because I want to meet her. I'm going there because I know she could get some really good content for the podcast in a very different way. Yeah, it depends which way you go with her, because obviously it's different kind of ways, isn't yeah. it? Um, that's interesting. And if there's one guest, if I could, like, you know, get you one guest tomorrow. Just Damien Hurst. Damien Hurst. Why Damien Hurst? Because really hyper successful artist, still living, pretty blunt, direct. I like art, uh, polarizing, everything. Like for me, for me, an ideal guest is someone who's great at their art. Yeah. Someone who's quite controversial or polarizing. Someone that I look at their work and admire it and them. Yeah. Someone who's got a big profile. Yeah. You know, they all tick, 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 tick. So Vivian Westwood ticks them all. Damien Hurst ticks them all. Ronnie O'Sullivan, I mean, he might be snooker, but to me, that's art, what he does. Yeah. Ticks them all. So people like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I love Metallica, so I'd love to interview James Hetfield, the, the lead singer, but that would be a selfish call, yeah. um, just because I love it, and we wouldn't even talk about business on the podcast, there wouldn't be any point. That's good. And yeah. what for your audience then? So you, that's for yourself. Yeah. What guests would you think would bring the most value for the audience? I suppose someone who's huge, Someone who a lot of people look up to. I, I think Theo Pafitis was a good call for most of the audience. I interviewed him. He's a dragon, obviously. He doesn't really do, well, he doesn't do dragons anymore. He doesn't do a huge amount of podcasts. So um, I think that, that was a good call. But I mean, really, the podcast is called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Yeah. So does it fit the title disruptive? And disruptive could be, that's quite a broad term. Yeah. So uh, if it fits that title, it's good. Now, sometimes I'm best choosing the guest, and then sometimes if there's been plenty of votes from the audience, they're best choosing the guest. Yeah. If you've got any suggestions, by the way, for who you'd like to have on my podcast, ping them in the thread. That'd be good. It'd be good to get some feedback on that. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. I think if I could give you a guest that I'd love you to see you interview and I'm chasing him down myself, it'd be Gary Vee. Yeah. And I'd love to get him before you. Yeah. Probably won't, but you know what I mean? I think he's an interesting one, whereas he's been in the game for a long time and I think uh, he'd be a good guest. So my... Suggestions, Gary V. Maybe we could do a competition for it. <laughs> so, okay, so we, we looked at guests and, and looked at different types of guests, and you looked at the interviewing stuff. I mean, podcasting for you, what has podcasting done for you? Simon Cowell, good call. I would definitely be all over interviewing Simon Cowell. 
I, I can make it. That's up. a good call. Love to ask uh, Prince Charles. Jay Shetty. Yeah, he's, he's he's very big, isn't he? Um, a good friend of mine knows Jay. Uh, that's possible. I mean, Kevin Clifton is fantastic, and I've interviewed him yeah. three times. He's, he's a really good friend of mine. I mean, I couldn't think of many more cool people to interview. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are good calls. I've, by the way, I've reached out to so many people. I mean, you, you have to not take it personally. I mean, I've got this big ginger beer going on here, but that's not the reason they're rejecting me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Marina, this, Marina's made a point here. I don't think it should always be someone that has to be that famous. I don't always go for famous people. Yeah. Or I'll go for famous people you forgot about. Yeah. Like Sir Jackie Stewart. Mike Ashley, he would be good. Yeah. He'd be awesome. Yeah. Good, good little targets there. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you because sometimes you just don't have the interviews on the go. Mike, I've interviewed a lot of guests, obviously Patrick, um, Patrick David, Grant Cardone, people like that. But I'll be honest, one of my best interviews was with Mark Homer. Yeah. You know, aside you, you just don't know how the interviews going to go. And people yeah. say Mark does an interview very well. It was an amazing interview. Nah, I pick, I pick, so that's just because they don't know him. Dave Mustaine, he'd be great. Um, Melinda Gates. I mean, Dave Mustaine's so bitter about not um, about being kicked out of Metallica, if that's the person I'm thinking of. So he'd be great. Gary Barlow would be good. Melinda Gates would be good. This is good. We, should we just run this episode? Think, as, let's just do that. Um, no, you've got more questions. Yeah. So Jackie was Marina's favourite by a mile. So Jackie Stewart is great. Donald Trump. Yeah. That'd be good. But it's good because, it, you know, with podcasting, it doesn't stop. Because someone else comes out of the blue and, and, and do that. That's why I love it so much myself. Yeah. So Jackie was, was a favourite. Cool. So, bucket list. You know, I always work my mentor bucket list. So what's on Rob's bucket list? I haven't really got anything left that's different. Yeah. I've travelled most places I want to go. There's probably a couple of countries I still want to go to. Okay. Um, that I haven't been to. I haven't been to Japan. I'd love to go to Japan. Ranji, um, one of our mutual friends is there now. Right, and then there's yeah. the Rugby World Cup I might whiz over for. So, a um, couple of places, but I've, I've been to some great places. I feel lucky with that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the house I live in, I could live there for the rest of my life. The cars I've got would make me for the rest of my life. So, they're kind of done. There'll probably be more of those. So, some things are just a little bit more. I think for me, and I've said this a lot, one of the greatest things I get to do in my life is to meet cool people. Yeah. So, I guess... A bucket list for me would be to meet more cool people. Now, obviously, there's people who are hugely famous, and that's cool to meet them. Yeah. But just people who are really interesting. Um, so that's it, really. It's. I mean, look, I'm going to get an F40 because I just love those cars. Ferrari F40 is my favourite Ferrari planes? of all time. Planes. I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered. I just think it's like, hey, look, here's my penis. I've just laid it on the table. I think you can be, you know, like. We said it'll be intimate, so it's happening. Yeah, I think <laughs> you can't so, see it. Like, yeah. Sometimes it's just, yeah, look who's got a bigger penis. Yeah. Um, so I don't need it. I don't, I, like Mark and I fly the helicopters, but we rent them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, maybe when we're billionaires, if we're billionaires, or if we're not, maybe we'll buy them. That for me, that'll come. I, I like I like to use those as, as, as justifiable business expenses. Yeah. So if we do, great. And if we don't, great. I'm I'm not I'm not driven by that. Anymore. I think it'd be great if you travelled around. It'd be good. I know you about the US and stuff like yeah. that in India. You know, just going around yeah. like Grand I think yeah. that'd be great. Possible something. Yeah. Put that on your bucket list. Yeah. I give you that. One for yeah. Me. Thanks, mate. Um, so here's a bit of a. I know you don't talk politics, but we're going to talk politics. So Boris Johnson actually did it. You did a post, didn't you? So he's just become prime minister. What are your thoughts around, I know he's only been there five minutes, but we know his history and a bit, bit about him now. What are your thoughts around Boris Johnson? Zero. I have zero thoughts. Do you think he'd be good? Do you think no he's going to help? No idea. I think with politics, it's a poison chalice from the start. Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're vying for votes. 
you're fundraising to get to buy votes. Mm-hmm. Um, you get in for not a very long time. Therefore, you can only think short term, not long term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had to think everything in my business in sh- two to four year time frame, yeah, it'd, be it'd be a smash and grab. It wouldn't be building something for 50 or 60 years. And that's not their fault because that's what they're in for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you have all these, you say things to get votes to get in, which yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably know you can never change once you're in. That's right. And you can only please at most half the people, probably not even half the people. Yeah. So it's kind of like doomed from the start. But that's the system that we're in. So I choose not to be involved in that system or to comment on that system. So Boris Johnson, he has, he has some strengths and some weaknesses. I think it, it, like whoever was PM, everyone was going to bitch about. That's all we do yeah. here. I mean, I didn't see many people championing Boris, um, but it can't be that thick or stupid or bumbly or whatever they call him. He's, he's prime minister. What are you? You, know, you moaning and bitching about people. What are you? Yeah. Um, you know, like I totally admire anyone who's become sick. Everyone bitches about Donald Trump. What are you? Because he's president of fucking America. What are you? Um, and you never hear me slate these people because Don- Donald Trump is way more successful than me. Yeah. And he's a businessman and he's leveraged Twitter and he's played the game and he's got in and he's president. And that's a fucking great achievement. Of course it is. It's, um, it's, and all right, uh, you know, like not we don't all agree with his policies, but no one agrees with everyone's policies. Yeah. So what are his strengths? He's president of America. That's what his strengths are. He's one of the best marketers in the world. Um, you you're know, like, Boris or yeah, uh, I might, yeah, I don't know. It might have been about Boris, but but I'm, I don't study or follow politics because it's out of my control. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just thinking about people bitching about politics starts to piss me off. <laughs> and so, like, I've got kids. I've got like loads of businesses. I've got all my social media profiles. I've got all my communities. I've got them to think about. So I like to think about what I can control, not what I can't. And I think you knew the answer to that question when you asked it. Because yeah. I asked Grant Cardone the same question. It's not on my interview on YouTube, but I said Boris or Jeremy, and he didn't know who they were, and he goes, um, Jeremy, just for a laugh. He didn't know. I could assure yeah. you because I don't know who they are. But he said, one thing I've told you, they're controlled by somebody else anyway. So if you want to yeah. go deeper into politics and look at other people's ideas, yeah. they think these guys don't control it anyway. So it's well, like, look, I, I, won't, I can't pretend to know who controls what, but usually money controls. Yeah. Um, you know, the donors. Because you watch TV and you think you know what it, how it works because you watch House of Cards or something like that. Well, no, you probably don't watch reality. Yeah. Um, but what the, overall, the overriding thing when you talk about economy or politics or Brexit, I come back to the same point. What can you control and what can you not? Yeah. And what you can control, you put time, energy, enthusiasm, passion, work into. And what you can't, you go, fine, nice, know the bare minimum that I need to know and move on. That's yeah. my view. Cool. So everyone's yeah. got a view. Good stuff. Um, so let's go some of these questions. Now I've got this working again. Um, so I've got a good one at the end. All right. I'll that one. But, um, you know, what does your legacy look like, Rob? So I know... I'm really clear on that. I can answer that really quickly. Let's go for um, it. To help as many people on the planet get better financial education, to start and scale their business... Um, especially young and underprivileged entrepreneurs. So um, when my time is up, I want to have helped millions, maybe more people create a better life with their finances, with their business, you know, with their um, passion profession merge. That's that's my legacy. And I'm I'm grateful that I'm living it every day. That's what my foundation is set up to do. That's the mission statement of my foundation. Um, And that's why I do all these lives and 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 write all the books. With your foundation, because I know we spoke about a year ago. So how's that going? Mm. I mean, um, probably 
Um, not really gone apparently many more steps forward since a year because getting trustees and getting accountants and getting advisors and managing the money is really complicated and I knew that. So I thought, start now, get perfect layer, get it set up when I'm 38, not when I'm 68 like many people do. But don't be in a rush to go waste the money or do something that I don't believe in. And um, when I'm ready and I get the right people and partners, and I've had some good advice from people like Katie Piper who's got her own... um, charity that she's been running for 10 years and I've got a couple of other people advising me and I'm getting closer. I'm not in a rush. I mean, I'm doing it every day with the, the, the one-to-one calls I do and the Facebook lives I do and the podcasts I do that help people. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, like for me, um, the best, the solution to virtually all problems is education, mm-hmm. not money, not yeah. more money. You throw mm-hmm. good money after bad, it just goes bad. Yeah. It's education and I'm, I, I get to do that every day anyway. Good stuff, good stuff. I like that. I like the, the end bit. So, if you were to choose uh, between, this is like a little quick fight at the end, right? Lamborghini or Ferrari? Lamborghini. Um, I've had a few Ferraris and I've got a Lamborghini Aventador and it's my favourite one out of the ones I've had. I mean, I've got a Ferrari Testarossa as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lamborghinis are a bit more outrageous, exciting. They're more expensive, the servicing and the maintenance. Oh my life, it's another level. Yeah, um, yeah I love my Aventador and um, Lamborghini. Cool. Yeah. And then I want to ask you about family as well. Yeah. We're just going around and say, I love this. I love yeah. podcasting because you can go anywhere you want. Yeah. So with family now, promote, you know, a lot of people like Grant Cardone, he will promote his family all, yeah. all the time. And Gary Vee doesn't. Yeah. I mean, where do you see the balance with social media now? Permission. So my wife corrected me on this. Okay. Um, so I was doing a lot of promoting for Bobby. I saw my job is to get the message out to the world about Bobby so we could yeah. get him sponsorship deals, get him known getting meeting pro golfers and all of that. And I did a really good job of that until he was sort of six. Um, and, you know, met Justin Rose and did all sorts of great things. Justin was lovely to him, by the way. Justin is a fantastic person. And I know his sister and her husband really well. They're lovely people. And I got to meet great people through golf. But when I realised that Bobby, that maybe wasn't the best way to play it with Bobby, as soon yeah. as I learned that, I stopped it because it's got to be about him and not me. And I didn't want social media to be about me showing off my son. I wanted it to be about what was best for my son. So I pulled it back. But in the last six to nine months, Bobby's got really interested in social media again, wants to be in the videos. Yeah, yeah, when he trolled me. That's amazing. Um, So now I'm letting him in because he wants to. So it's permission-based. And Gemma said, if he wants to be in it and he's okay with it, cool. If not, not cool. And I agree with that. And you know what? With Grant putting all of his kids on social media a lot, I can see upsides of that, definitely. The confidence of getting yourself out there. But also, when, when you're big influencers, you've got security issues. Yeah, and, you know, billionaires get their kids kidnapped. Mm. So I can understand why someone like Gary Vaynerchuk will say, no, it's not about the kids. And I respect both ways. Yeah. I'm just, for, for, for my wife, it's about what's best for the, our children. And you yeah. ask them, and that's the tack that I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the same. But yeah. social media is life. And it's normal. So don't, if you shield them from, if you shield your kids from what is life, then they're either going to have this voyeuristic desire to go and seek it out because you hid it from them, or they're just going to be so far behind on it. So I want to give my kids an experience of what life is really like. And that does include some of the more difficult challenges as well. And that's good. It's control, isn't it? So long as you're controlling, you know, if someone wants to go on social media, as long as you control it, it's okay, you know, in a sense. Cool. So... Here's a one question for one of our listeners. Um, if social media, let's say today we had a power cut and we didn't have social media for six months, which is probably a bit, that's not going to happen. But let's say it happened. How would you run your business? What would you do? 
um, just use standard internet marketing and use, I mean, do I have the internet or is there no internet? Well, that's a good question. I have to ask him. I ask him that. You can use Google AdWords. You can use other ads. Yeah. Um, you can communicate through email as opposed to social media, mm-hmm. text messages, letters, going back to handwritten letters, you know, that old classic that no one uses that's really, um, I mean, if you think about marketing, what if, if you've got a handwritten letter through the post, you're opening that. You are opening that. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a voice memo instead of a message on, um, you know, in, on your private messages, you're opening that. So I would just use the media to get to my customers that, um, that's available to me. Yeah. And I'd probably try and be quite creative and use the media that people aren't. Um, so we, we are handwriting letters to get some of our podcast guests. And that is about 50% success rate of getting a reply. It's not yeah. always a yes. Yeah, yeah. I've got a handwritten letter back from David Attenborough. He said no, but I've got a handwritten letter back. Oh, nice. got a handwritten letter back from uh, Vivian Westwood. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would just... I, I, I like it when marketing changes. I like it when business is disrupted. There's corrections in economies. Okay, look, some bits are scary, but it gives you a chance to be disruptive. It gives you a chance to use media that maybe you'd forgot to use or weren't leveraging properly or media that other people aren't using. So what, going on to media, um, if some, obviously business people are listening from, from different types of communities. So what is the best media at the moment? Because I know you do a lot of testing. Um, if someone wants to pick one particular, I know you can go to every single one. But yeah, it depends what. It depends what your business is. It depends what. Um, it depends. I mean, LinkedIn is really good for reach at the moment because it will go beyond your first stage connections. Yeah. So you could put the same. You could put a post on Facebook, you'd get five thousand views. You put it on LinkedIn, you could get fifty thousand views. Same post. So LinkedIn is good for reach. I think that uh, podcasting is great to go global. And for people who, you know, are busy or yeah. commuting, things like that, podcasts are great for those. Obviously, YouTube is huge at the moment, um, and that doesn't seem to be dying away. I asked Grant Cardone essentially the same question when I interviewed him. I said, what's the best marketing channel yeah. or social, social media platform you're using at the moment? He went, I'm just using them all. Them all. <laughs> yeah. 10x. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I thought, yeah, that's actually what I think. Um, I believe in multiple streams of leads, multiple streams of marketing, multiple streams of income. Awesome. So, to end this podcast, what does the word disruptive mean to you? Ooh, what does the word disruptive mean to you? It means figuring out how to beat your competition, figuring out how to serve your market in a way that maybe they don't know they want to be served yet. It means to never be complacent. It means to always innovate and change and challenge. It means to never stand still. It means to care enough to serve and to solve for your clients, followers and fans. It means to be unpredictable, interesting, accessible. That's what disruptive means to me. You've combined all the stuff together, <laughs> but that's amazing. Um, I want to thank you for coming to the podcast for the second time. You may do a third time. You know, Pleasure. You have to come to my studio in Derby then. Yeah, you cool. for that? I'm for that. Good stuff. And... I want to thank you guys. I'm so used to thanking everybody, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate that. If you've got any, oh, you, you want to? I'm so I'm in the podcast mode That's now. Right, mate. I'm so good. Mind. Yeah, and thanks for tuning in on the live and on the videos. Yeah. Um, if there's any questions you've got, ping them in the thread. Uh, we're actually going now to a podcast. We've got a podcast. Yeah. Jay just did a talk over there at our um, podcast quarterly mastermind. But if there's anything I can answer for you, ping it in the comments. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Cool. Thank you.